0: Hello, this is Valerie Aiello, and you are listening to Idea Diary. Thanks for coming back to my office and hanging out. So today, a Kevin O'Leary video came up in my feed, and it was, you know, four things that successful people do. So I decided to click on the video. I'm not subscribed to him. I'm not the biggest Shark Tank fan. I know that they call him Mr. Wonderful, and I've seen a few shows here or there, and I have seen... A YouTube video of Kevin O'Leary but I haven't I haven't watched a lot I'm not subscribed so I guess some, I watched something that triggered the algorithm to start sending me his videos and this video in particular I just thought I would watch it and as I was listening I don't know why they they call it four things that successful people do because that's not really what the video is about it's just successful tips in general and there's way more than four I'm not sure why they call it that except for maybe it was named wrong or they're just using clickbait titles to get people to watch stuff I have no idea But I did write down 11 things that I thought were valuable tips and things that I agree with. So the first thing that he talked about, even though a lot of people that he knows that are successful all have very different things that they're doing in different businesses and different talents, they all kind of have these same attributes. So the number one thing was priorities list. And he says he has three. I know Sunny leonard Doozy, she, she has three things that she does. I personally have whittled down my priorities list. I definitely have one. I am still kind of all over the place because I have lots of things that I want to do. It's not just like streamlined and this is the thing and this is what I'm doing. It's more like these are the 10 things that I'm doing. In my particular priorities list, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect at. I've definitely whittled down all the extra distractions and all the things that take me off of my game, and I only let things distract me that have to do with friends and family. So the priority list is probably a must-have, and it's something that you have to learn, I think, because a lot of times you want to try a million different things, and a lot of times you have to try a million different things to whittle it down to exactly what you want to do. And the number two thing is do what you're passionate about, which everyone says this, but I think it's extra true. And the more that I try to be successful in my very own way, not doing anything that I don't want to do, but you, I am working 24 seven all the time. I'm always thinking about the things that I'm doing. I'm always working, but because I'm only doing exactly what I want to do, I never feel like I'm working. I'm excited to get to my computer every day. I'm excited to work. When I think about having to go on vacation, it gives me anxiety and I don't wanna go because I just wanna be working because it's that fun for me. My dream vacation is going to conferences and learning more and still working and being alone in a house for a month with nothing to do except to work. That's like my dream vacations. When you're only doing things you're passionate about, I think it doesn't feel like work. And I think that's kind of an element of of being successful. A lot of things that you have to delegate out or have people do that you can do, but actually taking things off your plate that you can do to do more of the things that make you successful is really hard to learn and really hard to let go of things. For example, chefs, it seems crazy to have a personal chef, but a lot of people that have companies now, they have someone buying their groceries, coming, cooking all their food for the week and having meals prepared for them. And that saves a certain amount of time and money. I don't think I could ever let go to that extreme because I kind of do like shopping and I do like cooking and planning and doing that sort of thing. But there are definitely things that I can do that I can see so much value in letting go someday. And it just comes with time and with the more money you make, I guess. All right. So number three thing was to look great. And so he was just talking about all his different friends have different styles, but they definitely all have styles. His female friends look gorgeous every time he sees them. He always tries to look consistent in his outfits. I know that Steve Jobs would do the same outfit every day thing. So that he didn't have to think about what he was going to wear that day it was just like one of those things that are off his mind. I certainly have not gotten to my dream clothes status, but I do like the capsule wardrobe concept to where you have your seven outfits for each season and they're all 100% gorgeous, 100% your personality, high quality things that last forever. I've gotten past that thing where you hang on to something forever and ever and ever. But then I still have some pieces that I've worn since high school and I still have that cheap mentality that I don't really spend money on myself for clothes. It's really hard for me to like buy something totally my dream items and wardrobe with the freedom to let things go and add things in as I want whatever that ends up being, I still haven't gotten there yet, but I can definitely see how it's a trait of a successful person to always look great. And, and great meaning not that they have the most expensive outfits or they look the most beautiful, just great being that they are 100% totally unique. And if it's an amazing vintage wardrobe that everything is from the thrift store, that's amazing. It's just about the uniqueness and feeling 100% you with how you look. So the number four thing was to keep trying. You're going to fail. So you just got to like pick yourself back up and keep going. And I guess that's a trait of these successful people that he knows. And you can fail big and still come back on top. Number five is no debt. So I'm really into that. I have been in debt before, but Not for a very long time. I still have some school debt that I haven't paid off yet, but I don't really worry about that. I think that's maybe my next little thing to wrap up. But right now I'm working on the paid off house thing. I've achieved the paid off car thing and I'll never go back to car payments again. It's not that it's bad. It's just bad for me and the way my brain works. I just want zero bills as much as humanly possible in my life and the bills that I do have that I have to have, you know, like energy or my Adobe suite package that I have to pay for every month, my cell phone, car insurance, things like that. I'm kind of cool with all of the bills that I do have because I'm never, I'm never going to spend frivolously and I can always decide I don't want to have that anymore. I don't want that payment anymore. So how can I shift my life in a way to avoid it? Because there's always an answer. And there's always a way to keep it more simple in your brain and in your life and have a a minimalist approach to your bills. Number six trait is not having a plan B. And this goes with certain personalities. I am, I'm definitely an all in, no plan B person, but I've never really been in too risky of a situation. And I've always been able to pay all my bills at least the very minimum that I need every month without a paycheck and just Being being a freelancer, having clients, I've learned how to I've learned how to kind of live on the edge of making money without fear, and that's just because I was successful at it for over a decade. And that's not going to be right for everybody. So it's it's all about personality, and Plan Bs aren't bad, but at the same time, sometimes you just have to go for it, even if it's scary. And that doesn't mean to have zero money and just. See where the wind takes you. It just means you there's a way for everyone to figure it out for themselves in their own unique way to feel safe and good and positive and not feel like a loser to do something without having a plan B. And keeping in mind from 2020, I did have a huge shift in having backup plans because a lot of things changed for me and my ideas and what's happening with the world and now I'm Going to be having plan B and C and D and E and F. Not to have backup plans as something because I'm afraid of not being successful, but to have backup plans in case I change my mind. Because, for example, the risk of real estate for me is not on my plate anymore. I don't even want to mess with it. With the eviction freezes, eviction moratoriums, with the commercial spaces being so unreliable of how the world's even going to exist one year, two years, three years from now, 10 years from now, I just feel like for me, real estate was a big goal, 2019, even January, 2020. It was a big goal for me. And I was really, I really thought that commercial real estate specifically was the way to build wealth and build generational wealth. But my mind has changed. And I, I still think that it's a good thing, but it's not, I don't think it's for the small time players anymore. I think only the really experienced people, should be involved in it right now. And I'm taking myself out of the game. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily having a plan B. But now I'm, I'm thinking about all possibilities of how things could fail. And all possibilities of good outcomes that I could be happy with. And new ideas. I'm coming to things more with a multi-layer plan than just I want to do this. And I need this to succeed. And if it doesn't, that's it. I'm coming to things in a way more multidimensional perspective, all and all things that I do. But that's new for me. That's new as of 2020. So, and so I'm still figuring out in my brain what it all means. Number seven was money doesn't make a business successful. And I really believe in this. I really believe that I could hand somebody $100,000 and say, go, go make your dream happen. And they could lose that $100,000 in a, month and not even know how they lost it. Whereas if somebody knows how to make a hundred thousand dollars, they're going to be able to, to really make that money work. So free money and being given money before you're ready and really know how to spend it is almost like not having money at all. And I know that sounds confusing, but I have to believe that there's a point where you actually make money or you get money or somehow money comes to you Because you know what to do with it. So you might not be happy with the amount of money you're making right now. But the work comes into financial education, emotional financial education, and just actually knowing what to do with it in your business. A couple of shows ago, I talked about Eli the computer guy, kind of realizing that Google had tons and buckets and billions of dollars just sitting there. And that actually isn't a good thing. A company with a bunch of money that they don't know what to do with kind of is a sign that they might not be around much longer or possibly a sign that they're not growing. And I've learned a lot of times that you really don't need a lot of money to start certain businesses. And you could start today with a million different trillions of different ideas without having money and be successful. Kevin O'Leary agrees money does not make a business successful money isn't everything number eight is something that people say a lot solve a problem and look for opportunities to sell that solution and a big thing that I see is that people are afraid to try their ideas and you've got to get over that you've got to you've got to test them out you got to try them and don't feel guilty if you change your mind number nine was taking an app- apprenticeship intern I find being an intern one of the most ways to, to have your dream job, if you go and you find somebody that's doing what you want to do and you say, I would like to work for you for free so that I can learn, that is the biggest, most surefire way that you are on your way to making your dreams happen and having that dream job. That's the only, well, I won't say that's the only way, but that is a surefire way that you can definitely make it. Number 10 was don't drink and work. And I don't know if that's for everybody. For me, definitely, I did not like to drink while I was working. When I was younger in restaurants and bartending, I definitely would see other people drinking and working, and I just didn't like that feeling. And I would always wait till I was off work. When I would play shows, I would wait. I would not even have a drink before any show until I was on stage and I had my guitar and I was playing my first note. It was really important for me to not drink until that moment because it's just, it wasn't fun. I didn't want to feel out of sorts. I wanted to feel 100% in the game and ready to do it and then have the drink at their appropriate time when it was time to relax. And the number 11 thing that Kevin O'Leary talked about was sleep. I'm a big sleeper. I probably sleep too much. I'm I can fall asleep anywhere, at any time, for any reason. I'm a big napper. Sleep is not an issue for me, but I'm sure it is for a lot of people, so make sure you're getting enough sleep. Anyways, I will link the video where he talked about all these things in the show description, so you can check it out for yourself if you want. And that's just what was on my mind today, and that's the show. I still don't know how to end the show, so I'm just going to play the music.